and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News' Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. So glad to have you with us. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today, and we officially kick off uh, <clears throat> Kev's holiday bumper season. <laughs> we'll have all Christmas bumpers today through the rest of the year. That's just the way I roll. But uh, we've got uh, what's coming up in Congress. We've got a look at uh, something going on in Broadway and much, much more, including the markets. It's all on this Monday edition. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, uh, glad to have you with us. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. The McCulloughs did. Uh, we we I, I think I mentioned this going into the weekend, but we didn't have uh, the, the usual uh, orphans come join us. You know, people that don't have anywhere to go, um, and we normally do. We normally have a table with uh, people you know around it that uh, have nowhere else to go, and so we open our home. But uh, we didn't have any family coming. We didn't have anybody needing a place to be. So I said to my wife, "Why don't I give you the day off, and I'll I'll treat you to Thanksgiving dinner in the city? Something I've never done in 52 years. I've never spent Thanksgiving outside of a home. Uh, but uh, and I said, "Hey, let's take the kids ice skating." And so we did. We ice skated in Bryant Park, and uh, then went over to our friends at Hunt and Fish Club with uh, Nelson Braff and the team there, and uh, they they took really good care of us. And it was just a lovely kind of non rushed, relaxed day. Uh, and I hope that you had some some enjoyment along those lines. Uh, the next day, I did have some relatives that popped in from uh, Florida, and it was wonderful to spend the day after Thanksgiving with them. They had a, uh, a Thanksgiving Day uh, dinner in far west Jersey that they were at uh, the day before. So uh, we, we got to spend all day Friday with them. And it was just really fun. It was uh, There was no pressure, zero pressure for the McCulloughs this, this year, and I like that. Uh, th- there is pressure on what's going to happen in Congress. Uh, Speaker-elect McCarthy is, uh, you know, hoping to, first of all, nail down these final, I think, I think there's three congressional seats that still have not been finally decided yet. But even if they come in uh, with all the votes on one side, uh, Kevin McCarthy is still going to be Speaker of the House. Uh, and I thought, you know, it's good to get a little sneak peek at what they're going to do because there's really two there's two Congresses that have to be wrestled with between now and uh, the foreseeable future. One is the lame duck session, which starts now, and the second is the new Congress that will be seated in January. Here to break some of this down for us, former Congressman from the great state of Michigan, Thaddeus McCotter. Uh, he was the rep from Michigan 11. And he also resides in a state that saw their entire slate, I think, go Democrat this year. Uh, Congressman, welcome back. Uh, first of all, they're close to home. Uh, how did you feel about the Michigan elections? Well, it was unfortunate. A lot of uh, groundwork was done by the Democrats in 2018 and 2020 to lay the foundation uh, for their sweep, including a redistricting commission, which Eric Holder and 
President Obama were very supportive of being put in our Constitution in 2020. One of the things that resulted from that, Kevin, which is obviously ironic, bitterly so, is the fact that there'll be no African-American representing the city of Detroit, thanks to uh, the new lines that were drawn by this redistricting committee. And black political power in many ways has been diminished in, in the state of Michigan. Anyways, so the Democrats have, have won the legislature for the first time in decades, and obviously Governor Whitmer was reelected. And so the question is going to be going forward, and much like it's going to be for Mr. McCarthy and House Republicans on Capitol Hill, is what are you doing to relieve the pain of inflation, and what are you going to do to make sure that the prospective recession, one, does not happen, and two, if it does, is going to be, its impact is going to be blunted. Talk to me about any concerns you might have about the lame duck between now and the end of the month. Well, it's going to be very difficult for Kevin, again, as in the minority for the lame duck to try to stop anything that comes out of the House because they just the same powers that they have to stop legislation are non-existent. Do it's you think the president is going Senate. to follow through on his proposal to uh, push gun legislation or something along those lines? And if so, are there enough moderate Democrats to keep it in check? Well, he's going to try to do anything he possibly can in conjunction with his consultants and handlers uh, to try to put pressure on the incoming Republican majority using the lame duck to do it. It's maybe an attempt to start to sully the Republican majority as we go forward. But I tend to agree with you. I think that there are still enough, uh, especially in the Senate, you got Manchin and others, Tester. They're not going to be uh, wildly enthusiastic looking at banning assault weapons or anything like that because they have large Second Amendment uh, constituencies in their states. So I yeah. think that it's if they're going to try to do this, it's going to be very difficult for Biden to get a win. But if it's just a political uh, stunt, much like his $10,000 reduction of student loan forgiveness, uh, he'll do it. So let's talk about the new Congress when it gets seated. What's the what's the agenda for the first hundred days? If you were advising uh, Speaker McCarthy, well, I think Kevin did a very smart thing by talking about setting up a commission on communist China to look at their influence in the United States, to look at how they're trying to undermine our manufacturing, our economy, and various uh, aspects of the United States to diminish our comprehensive national power. I think this is long overdue, and is a step in the right direction. I would also think that it's going to be critical for Kevin to make sure that, again, with the inflation being rampant and with you look at the recession that is projected on the horizon, it's very important for them not to look as if all they're doing is waving around political axis to grind. True investigations are necessary to look at uh, some of the things that have come along in the past couple of years, especially with the Biden administration. But I think it's very important for them to stake their claim to try and decide with the American people against big corporations, against big tech, trying to make sure that inflation is brought to bear. And obviously, the Democratic Senate may not agree with this, but it's very important to draw the lines of the stark policy differences between a prosperous uh, nation, which would be, I believe, brought about by the adoption of Republican measures as opposed to those of the Democrats, which have been in place now for over two years and which have led to inflation. And again, a projected recession with job losses on the horizon. Is there any issue where there is middle ground that you, you foresee any compromise? Well, on the populist wing, of, especially the Sanders wing of the Democratic Party, which is their basis of their their base of populism within that party, and with the Republicans with MAGA, that's a popular uh, populist movement. They both tend to look upon corporate power as something to be curbed. I would think that the Democrats are serious about uh, reigning in uh, corporate power, reigning in monopolies. They would have to look at big tech, especially because big tech seems bent upon colluding with the Biden administration to censor free speech in the United States. 
So I would think that this, if the Democrats are serious about uh, worrying, worrying about corporate power and worrying about free speech, which they used to do, I would think that this would be an area for them to be able to find agreement. In your most recent piece, uh, just released a couple of days ago uh, in American Greatness, you, you title it, The Left's COVID Social Credit System Proceeds Apace. Uh, is there such a thing as a COVID social credit system? Is this really in an existential uh, TV drama from Netflix come to life here? Are we going to start giving credits on how good we followed COVID policy or not? Well, you see that the, the military is proceeding apace with the Biden administration's mandates at, a very, at the yeah. very time. They are then releasing soldiers while their recruitment levels are dangerously low and they're falling well below what they need to have a yeah. functioning military to protect us. If you look at the healthcare workers, which Republican attorney generals are currently suing the Biden administration over their vaccine mandates, which means the healthcare workers that tended the sick at the height of the pandemic, even before there was a vaccine, are now being thrown out on the street because they have not been vaccinated. So when you also look at Notre Dame and other universities telling people that you have to have boosters or you cannot come back to school even if you're online, you start to see that what they're doing is allowing people who dissent from the use of the, the wielding of political power over the individual, people who dissent from it by not getting a vaccine, despite all the evidence that says that they are justified in not doing that if they so choose. Because remember, Kevin, right now what we're looking at in the United States is the fact that they've admitted that right now the people who are dying from COVID are the people who are vaccinated, the majority of them. Yeah. So no, where's the, that... the sound science? So where's the sound science that tells me that some co-ed at Notre Dame has to get a booster shot or they cannot attend class on campus? And besides, we also know that as we're finding out that the 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 vaccine was not designed to prevent transmission. Just for the record, I chose to be vaccinated, but people who have not chosen to should not be punished by the federal government or any state any political power of the government. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Thaddeus McCotter, former congressman from Michigan, uh, columnist for American Greatness. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back.